I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. If you aren't paying attention to what's happening in the content space as it relates to AI, you are already behind. And I know that is the last thing that you want to hear, but there are huge opportunities for people who have online programs like you to generate traffic using SEO optimized content. Today's guest is an absolute expert. She has a tool that makes it so easy for you to get into this traffic source for your business. So you're going to want to tune in. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Well, friend, I am so excited that you are here today because I get to introduce you to my new friend, Julia McCoy. Now, Julia is an author eight times over. She's been named one of the top 30 people in all of content marketing worldwide. She's also the founder of Content Hacker, and she has exited a 100-person writing agency. But you may know her as the president of Content at Scale, where she leads big initiatives for one of the fastest-growing AI content writing tools for SEO marketers on the planet. And here's the deal. If you haven't noticed, everything is changing in the content game right now. AI has really become something that everybody has access to. It's been around for years, but now everybody really has access to it. It's changing the way content is produced. And honestly, I think you can speak to this more, Julia, but if people aren't paying attention to it, it's really going to rock their world when they realize how much their business is suffering because they haven't been paying attention and their competitors have. So I'm really excited that we're going to be diving in. But first, hi, I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you. Well, everything you said was so on point. I completely agree. I was just looking at numbers related to jobs and impact so we can talk all about that. But yes, these are the times to live in if you see the opportunity like you and I do. So that's what we want to share with the people listening. So I'm glad to be here. I love it. We're going to dive in. And I know by the time somebody's listening to this, I swear, if we recorded it today and released it tomorrow, things would be changing and there would be something new that had happened. But I know we're going to talk just about even foundationally, what do people need to be thinking about? This isn't about necessarily like, oh, here's the latest tool and here's the latest hack. I think where I really want to help people is in understanding the bigger picture of how this is changing the broad scale game of content and how it can support them in their business and what they need to be looking for and thinking about. Because there's a lot of content out there that's like, oh, like, here's the latest tool and you all have an amazing tool and you're keeping up with the game for sure. But there are some broader concepts that people could really benefit from understanding. But first, I really want people to get to know you just a little bit. And selfishly, I want to get to know you more because you and I've been trying to connect because every time like you post on Facebook, oh my gosh, is there any way else that we could possibly be similar in our visions, weird natural living life or whatever it might be? I'm like, there's so much we have in common that we could talk about offline. We'll save most of that for offline, but I would love for you to share 
What's your favorite community that you've ever been a part of? And what did you love the most about it? Well, I want to go back in time for this. When I was seven, I got on the internet for the first time. Of course, this was 90s dial-up modem. But within a few years, I was just fully awed by this thing called the internet. I was like, what is this? It's going to be the future. And I just knew that at seven years old. By 10, 11, 12, I was pretty adapt at the internet. It's funny. One of my early businesses, I started businesses when I was 12, 13, was helping elderly people in my neighborhood get online. It was like the best thing ever. But that led me to finding a community called writing.com. And that community was incredible. The people that created it just had a love for writing and bought the world's best domain name for it. But they built this community and it was a forum. It was a chat room, a lot of threads where people could actually post their book and get feedback on their book. And I met so many people that were like, you have a gift for writing and really encouraged me in that. And I was 12, 13 years old. So that has impacted me in so many ways, just being in that community with people that encourage me. You know, that's my main skill set today is writing and content. So I have that community to thank for that. It's pretty incredible because I think we underestimate as people who run and lead communities, the power of just recognizing and validating somebody and their unique gifting and skill and calling it out and saying, hey, I see this in you and this is an incredible gift. And here you are this many years later, you've not only leaned into that, but you still remember that moment. And that's really, I talk a lot about when we can show up fully in a community then we show up more fully in all areas of life. And I do think it's like that breath into us when somebody in a community sees something in us and speaks life into that. The backside of that is that not a lot of people in these communities always have support from their family, which is shocking, right? The people closest to us. So that was true for me at the time. I My backstory is I grew up in a cult. At home, it was terrible. A lot of abuse, a lot of control. I never got any level of encouragement unless it was you're going in this direction and we're controlling your entire direction. So that was the only encouragement I got. So to hear that from those people meant so much to me. And it was something I wasn't even getting from my parents. That's the flip side of when you run a community, you could be speaking into somebody's life who doesn't even have that at home. They don't have a safe place, which I feel like we could do a whole nother episode on the cult story. A bit of a fascination with all that. But I would just say, like, you never know what somebody is experiencing behind the screen. And so for us to be able to create these safe places on the internet, which is why I talk a lot about psychological safety being really essential for creating connection and just the ability for us to impact people in that way. And even today, there are so many people who don't have that support and feel alone and they come online to find it. And when we can create spaces and really like just even kind of what we're talking about here around content, the content that we create is what attracts people into those communities. And that's how it serves us as community creators, as community cultivators, whatever it is. We talk a lot about content creation for attracting people in, but also like how do we craft really good, valuable, compelling content for people inside of our programs? Because we have a lot of course membership, group coaching program people, they're doing a lot of information sharing inside of their products. And I'm always telling them, your content game doesn't stop when they get into your program. If anything continues, we've got to be on the forefront of communicating very effectively, very clearly, and curating really great content 
I'm excited to dive in with you because I honestly, my team and I have been trying to use AI to do more content stuff and we're still just kind of fumbling around, I think. I'm like, we're definitely using it to repurpose podcast episodes into articles, but I'm still like super involved with making sure it's in my voice and I keep telling them, like, I feel like we're missing something. I feel like there's something else we could be doing to leverage this content better. We know nothing about SEO, which I know if you're listening and you're not sure what that is, it's search engine optimization. It's like how you get your articles and things to show up when somebody searches a keyword on Google. Let's keep it really simple. That's a huge opportunity even more with Google adding AI even into their search. Just like zoom out for a bit, talk a little bit about how AI has come in and shifted not just the way we create content, but maybe even the way we consume content. Give us a big picture perspective about what you're seeing in the space right now. Well, last December, if you asked me that question, I was kind of known as the anti-AI writer. I was on stage, a digital marketer, telling everyone, you should not use AI, you should hire a writer. And it's funny because I was at an event with six other speakers and they were all behind me. I was the first one and they're all behind me saying, you should use AI. If that's you, I totally relate. There was a professor just this week, it's August we're talking, that was saying, don't give up who you are to the robots. There's that message out there. But what I see and what made me shift from really being anti-AI, saying it's not going to work, to now I'm the president of this company, Continent Scale, the world's fastest growing SEO AI writer. So what shifted was I actually found something that worked. I live in a very real world, probably like you and people listening, where if it doesn't work and you can't incorporate it in your business process, why do it? But on the flip side, if you find something that gives you 10x increases in efficiency, cost reduction, time, re- freedom, honestly, where you can step away from your desk sooner, why aren't you going to go that route? Very two different routes. Want to avoid the things that bog down work, want to embrace the things that free up time. At the time, December 2022, I was trying to use ChatGPT for long form content and it was terrible. It was writing very superficial fact content that was riddled with errors. It was average at best. Sometimes it was worse than average. It was worse than the top 10 results. And to compete in Google, which I've been doing for 10 years, had over 50,000 keywords ranking at one point just on one site in the top 10 of Google. To be able to do that, you have to compete with the top 10. ChatGPT wasn't even competing with the top 10. It was like probably going to end up on page 10,155. It was just awful. So my writer and I, we were like, we can't even incorporate this into our writing process at all. We ditched ChatGPT. I only used it for ideation strategy. It's an amazing tool for that. Really so good for like titles, catchy headlines. Haven't found anything better. It's pretty revolutionary. But for long form content that builds a website up to that seven figures in traffic and revenue organically, SEO, it was terrible. So in January, I was researching all the other AI writers. I'm like, I gotta find one. There's gotta be one out there, right? GPT is, it's here. It's here to stay. I see it revolutionizing everything. So what's gonna be the tool stack that somebody's gonna build? Because it's gonna happen. So then I found it the first week of January and it was continent scale. And when I was looking at it, it hit me. This is the tool that somebody is building this to literally replace all the human work I was doing that took seven plus hours. Because a long form 3000 word blog that you create to build your authority takes seven to eight hours. If you go to Fiverr and you search SEO writer and you go for the pros, that's $900 for that one piece of content. 
and it'll take her a week. That's typical. That's because of the keyword research and all of that headlines and all that stuff comes into play. I don't know a ton about it, but I know enough to know that I've been like, this is so much work that unless we are building our business on the back of showing up in Google, it's not worth our energy. I think that is the idea, right? When you don't know how it works. And it's interesting because I know we're talking about content at scale. I also have another brand, Content Hacker, where I'm teaching and I'm actually launching a course called the AIO Blogger, where I'm really trying to shatter the belief that you have to basically create a whole nother business, which it does feel like whenever you approach SEO content. Hopefully that really shed light and then also plays into SGE, which is Google's new AI coming out. That's going to make so much room for niche sites. So if you have a niche site, you have the opportunity to show up in a better way than ever. Anyway, that's on the horizon. But SEO is very daunting. That's part of my work and my passion really is to like shatter that belief. Because once you know what it can do for you, it's like, why wouldn't I do this? Google is responsible for 80% of the world's online traffic. It starts with a search. We have Instagram scrollers. We have Facebook audiences, all that. But really, when people go to look for an answer, when people look for that solution, they're going to Google, they're Googling it. That's going to change a little bit with ChatGPT, where we can actually go ask ChatGPT, but it won't go away. That's for sure. Even ChatGPT right now, I mean, the content is updated through 2021 or something. It's really outdated, if you will, especially as fast as things are changing, making sure that Google is a part of our strategy. It's fascinating because back in my marketing background, Google ads was like the moneymaker. That's how we filled everything because we knew we were getting the warmest lead possible because they're literally saying, I want this thing. It was healthcare back then primarily, but like, I need this kind of surgeon or I need this kind of doctor. And then you pop up and you're like, we are that kind of doctor and you can schedule your appointment right now. It was like shooting fish in a barrel, as we say in the South. It was so easy, right? But I think that we forget about in our online space, we, everybody talks about Facebook ads and Instagram ads. Maybe we'll talk about YouTube ads. We'll talk a lot about creating content on social media, but that stuff has such a short lifespan. It's here and then it's gone. And then people talk about Pinterest. Get on Pinterest because Pinterest is really good for SEO. And I'm like, why is nobody talking about Google? I'm confused. And I think it is because it feels like the unknown. This SEO world feels unknown. Everybody who's tried it knows it's a ton of work. You really have to understand how SEO works. How is AI changing? I can see how if I'm somebody who does SEO content and I already know everything about SEO that I can use a tool like Content at Scale to create faster, do my tweaks, whatever. It's going to save me a ton of time. But if I'm somebody who's not even thought about leveraging long form written content in my business, how is AI going to support me in adding that in without feeling like I have to spend a year learning how to do it? One of the first questions you asked me was, what was I seeing? And, you know, it's a revolution right now in how you can create the content. So that's where you get support from AI is the actual content creation. So instead of the process used to be, and I ran a SEO writing agency with 100 writers, which I sold in 2021. So I know this process in and out and how much of a bear it is. You go and you either Google SEO writer or you go to Upwork or you go to Fiverr. You try to find that writer. They cost hundreds of dollars and you set a timeline. They're... On average, 80% of them are late. They don't show up. And when they do deliver the content to you, it's missing a lot of the things you needed all along. That's the typical process for getting SEO content done. Is that something anyone wants to do? 
and you're waiting weeks. So right now, what AI does, specifically the one I decided to work for, because I think it's the one that's going to take a lot of writing jobs. <laughs> so I'm joining the dark side, Noma. It's a good tool. So what it does is it literally writes from scratch on a keyword and it gets you that 3000 word draft in under 10 minutes and it's original. It's not plagiarized. It's research back. It sounds so simple. That one action that we can now do today in 2023 is a revolution because of what it used to look like to go get that SEO content writer and basically create. You need to have topical authority if your website's going to rank, which means you need to be the source on that topic. So for you, if it's community building, that's a library of 50 content pieces. Gosh, how many verticals you could cover? how to build a community on Facebook, how to build a community on Instagram, how a real estate agent could build a community. You can sector and go after so many topics, but your end goal is you want to be the topical authority. You want to be the go-to source on community building. To do that used to be how much did those content pieces cost? Where am I going to find this writer? Are they even going to know how to produce content that ranks in Google? Because that's something I would have to Either buy the course, I started creating the course because I didn't like the courses out there, but you'd also have to train the writers sometimes on how to actually write SEO headers and formatting because you need H2s, that's subheaders. You need all these things in that content piece structure. You can't just write 3,000 words. It has to be structured, formatted. It has to have the keywords in there enough times. Google looks at words and they basically score your page high or low, depending on how you use those words. So it's a whole science. But now AI can do all of that in under 10 minutes. And the tool that I work at, Continent Scale, it's doing all this and it's looking at the top of Google real time. So it's never old data. As soon as you basically click the button, write post, it's going and that crawler is looking at Google saying, what's the best result here? And then it's parsing those results down and that's feeding the AI writer. The fact we can do that is unreal. And we can have a machine do that versus used to be a human looking at the top of Google, thinking through all that content and then writing something that's going to compete. But now, and that alone just removes so much stress. You know, I see it firsthand. I see story after story. It's incredible where people come in, they buy a domain and they're using AI to write all the content for that domain. They're doing like 50 to 70 pieces of content a month. It's like costing them $1,500 that used to be 10x that cost. And they have topical authority in three to six months and they're ranking at the top of Google for unbelievable keywords. So it's just amazing we can do that today. I'm still, I have to say, like, I've been here seven months. I'm still wrapping my mind around it because I did this humanly for 10 years. Okay, so do I have to come in, like, knowing the keyword I want to rank for? That's a great question. Before now, yes, you would need to do your keyword research strategy. But something, and I think by the time the podcast is out, because it'll be September, October, we will actually have that built into the tool where you can actually set up your website and it will read your website, look at your domain, and it'll look at Google, pick the best keywords and tell you, hey, you need to go after these keywords. That's coming fully done for you in the AI. It's here right now in certain tools like SEMrush has one, Surfer. I've tested it and I still find the quality of output in those tools is questionable. You have to spend hours working on the output. So that's why this one is like, it's the game changer for me because it's the output is so good. I have a couple like technical questions because just selfishly, I'm like, oh, okay, what does this look like in my business? But 
I've heard people say that if you're going to do SEO type content, you need to be on a WordPress site. You can't use anything else. Do you think that's still true? Like, do you have, is there, it's like a WordPress site or bust? I would say you don't have to only be on WordPress. We see people on Shopify ranking at the top of Google. They have pillar guides, like 5,000 word guides on quilting, but it's a Shopify store. But the reason WordPress gets recommended is it's the main platform out of the box that is super SEO friendly. So the majority of websites that are at the top of Google, they're fast. They're not loaded down with extra plugins or UX components. And a lot of these site builders like Shopify, Wix, Webflow, they often come loaded down with things that just nicks that site speed. So that's why WordPress often gets recommended. You're driving in a fast car versus like the slow buggy. I'm getting that like it's going to help us with keyword research. It's going to help us create that content for SEO faster. A lot of people, when I talk about content creation through AI, they say like, well, how do I get my unique knowledge? For example, like me, I teach a very unique way of building community. So if I just went to, I feel like if I just go to AI writer, it's just going to be like, oh, here's how to grow a Facebook group. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not the strategy that I teach. Everybody feels like what they teach, they teach it in a special unicorn kind of way because we're all special snowflakes, right? And we all have a very unique voice that nobody else can mimic. So how do you handle that aspect in the content? Are we getting better at learning people's voices? Or is it like that stuff that I have to go and add in on my own is like my unique perspective on this and my unique voice? So it used to be just like a few months ago, I would say, you know, you need to go back in and add that. But while I still recommend you do, because the one thing AI doesn't do well, even though it can, and it'll get better and better. But the one thing it doesn't do well is tell your own personal experiences. You do that best. Because you had the experience, not the AI. So the AI can't say, I changed this person's life and here's how. Because it's really just repeating word strings. It's not speaking from human experience. So if we remember that, then we know, okay, we can have expectations of AI to do this, but we can have expectations of AI not to do this. And if you think about it, it's also how we're kind of safeguarded as humans. And that's why I tell people, like, you don't want the AI to be perfect and to tell your experiences like you would. You want to be able to go back in there and write those because that means (laughs) if AI was as good as us, we'd be in trouble. So the fact that it can't do that well, and I just almost don't see a world in which it can, even though I think it'll mimic humans very, very well. But in the end, we're selling and servicing to a human, not a robotic audience, not an audience of bots. So if it's the human that's going to buy from us, then we need to be human with them, even if we're using these tools. The things that are coming on the scene, though, that are impacting that is really like, I always ask, well, how can I get my time down? And that's probably you, everyone else. How can I spend less time at the desk? So you can train the LLM, the AI inside of these tools to mimic your voice, and you can train them on content you already have in existence. So that's a feature actually in Continent Scale. I think Jasper has a brand voice feature. Ours is called Unique Voice and you can just load it up with your specific style. Comes from your blog, maybe a book and load it up three different pieces of content you train it on. And then that's how it's reading your style and incorporating that into the content. And you can also set up custom CTAs where you can have the end piece of your content pull from something that already exists as well. If you're like, well, I only want them to see this program. I only want to sell this solution. 
So you can set all of that up as well. If you think about like, how do you approach the AI, give it enough to where it's going to give you the best output, you'll always get better output that way. So we do have the ability to train it on our content. We have the ability to kind of guide it and say like, this is the end goal. This is the CTA, the call to action that I want for this. It can learn from that. But I love this because I think we talk a lot about how you can and should be leveraging AI and community. In fact, I was just telling my team right before this call, I just added an AI bot to our free hub. We have like a free community creators hub and we just added an AI bot that is learning from every podcast episode I've ever released. And you can ask it a question and it'll answer based only on my episodes, not any other content. And it'll reference that exact point in the video where it pulled the reference. There's lots of ways we can and should leverage it in community, but it'll never replace human-to-human connection. So it's like you've just got to get better at the personal side. We use AI to automate, but we don't use it to alienate. We create space in our business for more human-to-human connection. So would you say that if I'm somebody who's a writer or I have an email newsletter or whatever it might be, that the skill to develop is not learning how to write good SEO long-form content because AI is only like really a year into that game and it's already blowing us out of the water. Who can imagine what it's going to look like five years from now? But the skill is like storytelling and story writing so that you can craft a really compelling story based on your own lived experience and share that within the copy and the content. I would say that's a big skill. Absolutely. Yeah. The other skill that I'm actually kind of, I don't want to say inventing, But I came up with the term, so I guess. Claim it, girl. We claim it around here. I am the creator, the original creator of. Correct that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. The skill that I'm teaching now is basically you optimize the AI content. You don't optimize human content anymore. What that means is you don't need to sit at your computer, open a Word doc and start from scratch. Like that's gone. You might as well delete word if you still think like that. You are wasting time. So what you should be doing instead is opening the right AI tool, prompting it and getting your output the first draft that way. Because like, for example, with that SEO long form piece, when we do that with constant scale, we're saving seven to eight hours. And all we're doing is optimizing the content. And it's more than editing. I'm trying to teach people what that looks like as well, because they're like, I just need to redline it. No, you don't. Because like what you just said, storytelling, you have to be a storyteller. You have to weave that into the content. I have this framework called craft and I'm teaching writers. This is your new craft and it's an acronym. So every letter stands for the action you take. C stands for cut the fluff. R, you're reviewing the content and optimizing it with more keywords, better ways to say things. And then A, you're adding images, visuals, GIFs, media. F, you're fact-checking. AI is notorious for a lot of BS, so you better check your facts. And then the T is trust building. And that's story. That's personal touch and tone, personal anecdotes from you that create rapport with the reader. That's like the new process for writing. It's definitely not that we need to sit here and write anymore. Essays were dead. They're still teaching essays in school. Essays have been dead, I'd say, for eight, nine years. It's not the writing style we should ever adapt. No one's going to read that. It's boring unless you're writing like a theoretical book and then it fits. Other than that, nope, doesn't fit in your email, blog, website. We've moved on though. Essay used to be the thing that I had to basically teach people to unlearn. Now it's You don't even need to use the human process for the first draft. It's AI doing that. 
And with the amount of jobs that are shifting, that's what employers will be looking for. As somebody that can optimize, and this is like that AIO kind of like AI optimization stuff that you've been talking about. And it's fascinating because I was working on an article for a digital marketer and I was trying to write it from scratch. And what I realized was like, I have the outline. I know what I want to talk about. So I used AI to be like, okay, write a 300 word paragraph about this stating this intention and this voice. And it gave me like draft one of that section. There was like five main sections. And then once I crafted it how I wanted it, I went back in and was like, okay, what examples do I want to use to illustrate this? So each topic that I was teaching on, I knew a company that did that. And I was like, okay, so now I want examples of how this particular company does this. And it pulled out for me. One of the examples was Harley Davidson, like how they're really good at building community. And there's this particular thing that they do. So I just put it in. I was like, give me examples in 300 words or less of how Harley Davidson builds community online. And it pulled from its site, it pulled from all these articles, and it gave me all of that. And I was like, oh, Okay, great. So it was just like piecing together this article using AI because I knew what I wanted to say, but I couldn't get away from the blank screen. I had a thousand things on my mind. I had kids running around everywhere. It was like trying to hit this deadline. So I just pieced it together with my own like topics that I wanted. And then I went in and added my own stuff, but I don't think I knew what I was doing. So I love this craft process because you're really making sure that you think through every aspect of it. And then I love the idea that you don't even have to start with the outline at this point. You can use something like content at scale to give you a 3000 word article that now you're cutting the fluff, you're adding your own, like you're using your craft model to make it something that's really highly valuable. And I'm curious, like, do you think I know a lot of writers are panicked about it, all the things like this is the world we live in. Everybody's job is at risk of going away. And if you have listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you may remember when I interviewed Dr. Jackie Taylor, who is an AI and deep tech expert. She's been in the space for 20 years. She works with like the G20 conference. She works with government to like think about the job market. And she basically said like, I can't remember what the exact stat was. I'm probably going to misquote it. Sorry, Dr. Jackie. But it was something like only 21% of jobs will remain unchanged. And that was largely like service-based, like changing oil in a car, like nail techs. Then she was even talking about things like, this is why universal healthcare is important because we're literally not going to be able to employ enough humans. Like there's not going to be enough employment for humans. That's like one extreme way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is, okay, yes, this one particular segment of the market or this one particular job role may be going, but what opportunity does it open for people? What now, like I'm even thinking I've had this People who know me won't be surprised, but I've had this side business in my brain for a really long time that I'm like thinking of reviving an old business that I used to have that was like too early to market. And so I ended up shutting it down that I'm like, oh, I kind of like want to go back into that space and like start the side project. And I know that an SEO optimized site could be a huge catalyst for this side business, but it would be really challenging to rank. And so I'm already thinking this is a huge opportunity right now. I never would have considered doing like an SEO blog before I knew about content scale. But now I'm like, oh, wait, there's actually an opportunity for me here to start a whole nother business that I never would have had the capacity to start before. But it's a long play for sure. 
this particular business, but if I can do this and I can roll out these articles over time, like why not? So I think there's a lot of opportunity for people who are thinking my business or my craft is shutting down. Well, yeah, maybe, but what else can you do? What does all of this make possible for you? Because I know you were anti-AI. Do you feel like you're spending a lot of time just getting people to shift their mindset so that they start asking, what does this make possible for me? And how can I, in my business, like how can I leverage a tool like this? If I'm a course creator and I'm a membership owner or whatever it might be, traffic is a huge problem for you. You can't tell me if you're in that space, you're paying for ads and you're doing affiliate stuff and you're doing all this other things. And you probably haven't even thought about SEO. Like this tool gives you a huge opportunity to add in a whole traffic arm to your business that you've never even thought about. What do you feel? I'm I'm starting to get on a little bit of a soapbox here because I feel like course creators and membership owners are gonna listen to this and be like, yeah, but I don't do SEO content. So what would you say to that person about why they need to be paying attention to what's happening in the market right now with content and leveraging tools like content at scale? Well, I think it goes back to the simple, very, very simple reasons why you do something, which is what I love about you too. It's like, we don't look at trends. We don't look at what's hot today. Why is something going to work? Why is it going to work today, tomorrow, and for years to come? In 2021, when I sold my writing agency, the value of that seven-figure sale was possible because I had a website that was self-sustaining with traffic. And that website ranked for over 4,000 different keywords. So you don't get that when you spend hours on Instagram. You get an Instagram profile. Where does that end up? On Instagram, you don't own it. So the website is really the only domain, I call it your content house, that you get to own. If you think of it like that, and you really just ditch the idea of some technique that you've been told is too difficult to do, and you think of it like that, where am I putting my time in my marketing? Am I going to own this marketing channel? I would rather own something then stay on somebody's rented land, especially when it's like a place like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, now X, where it's like, okay, these things are subject to change. I could get shadow banned. I could get who knows what. So with that situation, it's just so much better to think of the website first approach. And the other reason is Google owns 80% of the world's online traffic. I just keep going back to that with everyone I talk to who's like, but why SEO? Because all those people you think you can get that are scrolling Instagram, they're in this scroll cycle and they're not necessarily going to go to your profile and click your link. The amount of people that do that is actually very, very slim. But the amount of people that go to Google and search for a solution and then click on that link, the potential of a lead there is just so much greater. Again, if you do the things and the thing that stops people from doing this is it is the harder approach. I won't lie. You need to know your keyword strategy. You need to have a good domain name. You need to buy and get set up there first. Like have a website built, get your domain name built. You know, people are like, well, I've got a website parked. I might do it in 15 years. No, build the website now, get started on content now. And this tool, the revolution is in six months, not two years of trying to find writers and paying thousands of dollars. The revolution is you can now do all this with AI in months and have literally what is an empire because when you have your own traffic machine, that's what a website is whenever you build it up over time. When you have your own traffic machine, you literally have an empire you own. I share on my Facebook all the time stories about how Content Hacker is now my side business, making ten to $30,000 per month. 
and I work on it two hours a week. That's 100% because of the website. The website's bringing in traffic leads on autopilot every day. And I can go on Instagram if I want. And I don't have to go on Instagram if I don't want to. It doesn't affect my sales. So that's like a long pitch for SEO there. But those are the reasons I would share. Like it is underrated empire builder. That's what I truly believe. I think it's extremely underrated in the online marketing space, the online business space. Now, when I came from traditional marketing, it was a focus. It was a huge focus for a lot of the healthcare organizations that I worked with, especially. But I think that we are so used to wanting the quick win, wanting to launch the thing before I've built it, sell it, then build it, get the fast cash, that we settle for the quick cash business that lacks stability and scale because we don't want to be patient enough to build the thing that is the empire. And I'm speaking to myself right now, friends. Oh, man, am I speaking to myself. But it's so true. We're like, oh, that SEO stuff feels really hard. It takes a lot of time. Like, how do I even make money doing that? It feels unknown. It feels like the long game. But I think For those of us that already have an ability to monetize the traffic that we get, y'all, we are at the advantage. A lot of people starting an SEO, they're building an audience, if you will. They're building viewers, but they don't know how to monetize or literally their monetization strategy is to run ads once they have a certain number of visits, right? But we have things that monetize. Like We can monetize this right away. Traffic is the problem. I'm working with clients day in and day out that have 3,000 plus members in their site. They're in multi-million dollar memberships and they can't spend enough on ads. They literally cannot spend enough on ads to build this business right now because the way the ad market is and all of that kind of stuff, like they're like, we're trying, but we can't scale ads fast enough for the amount of money that we're making. And for one of my clients, they have like 14,000 members your retention has to be really solid. But even still, with a really solid retention, they're losing so many members. 5% of 15,000 people is a lot of people every single month. So your, your acquisition funnel, your traffic, has to be that much higher to make up for that, just to sustain a 15,000 member membership. And they literally are like, we, we're doing everything we can on the ad front. We're not quite sure what else we can do. But building, like you said, like building this SEO traffic opportunity when you have an ability to monetize it right away. I mean, I just feel like it's like a hidden gem that I'm hoping those listening to this at least start to explore it. At least go to content at scale, start diving in. Hopefully your course, tell me a little bit more about the course you're creating, because I think that that is something that even can like lower the barrier to entry for people where they feel like they're going to understand how this all works. Oh my gosh, 100%. Well, I'll tell you, the course is like almost free because I really want everybody. (laughs) It's going to be a stupid price, but it's called the AIO Blogger. And so what it is, is it's teaching you the approach of using SEO, but with this new frontier of AI to do it drastically faster. And I mean, we have people running one person businesses And their one person is an SEO manager that they hired from the Philippines who is running the entire continent scale machine, producing all the content. And they're doing 70 pieces a month and they have incredible DA domain authority growth in just three months. So like with that opportunity possible, you don't have to hire writers anymore. You don't have to have this army of people to execute on SEO. So what do you do? How do you approach it? 
So this course will walk you through, first of all, an introduction, like the difference, what SEO used to be. I used to run an SEO writing agency. We did 40,000 projects, 10 million words per year. But now it's funny, the company I work for, Continent Scale, is doing 50 million words per month. So it's just drastic, the shift. I'm walking you through that. And then I'm walking you through how to actually get started applying it to your business, which means you have to have an understanding of topical authority, which it's funny. Like I went through that and it was like a swamp for seven years and I took courses, read books. I'm like, what actually is this thing? So this is a course where you'll actually learn what it is and you'll get to build your own topical authority map. And you'll know from the get go exactly how to get topical authority. I will break it down so simply. So then once you know what to do there, then you know what your domain name keywords should be. And then it's just a matter of getting the content done. And it's going to be that simple. So like, that's how simple I want to make it for the average website owner. That's like a good friend of mine, Chris Evans. It's like, Julie, I've had this domain parked for about 10 years. I should probably do something with it. Yes, you should. And I will show you in one weekend. So that's like the goal of the course is like to really get people, entrepreneurs, marketers, anyone in that role, excited and feeling capable. Like I can actually do this now and it won't take my life savings or the next 10 years or 90 hour week of hustle. It won't need any of that. And I can have this domain empire. So that's the whole goal of the thing. And it's all around blogging, which is also, I think, completely misunderstood. You know, blogging, well, do I need to blog about my life? Do I need to tell people personal things. No, blogging is a strategy. You're 100% doing it from that SEO angle. That's why it's called the AIO blogger and not how to do SEO. It's that is your vehicle to build that domain growth. But like I said, like my goal is really not to make a ton of money from the course. I just want people to really get into it at a very low price. It'll be launching later this fall. My goal is end of September, early November or September, October. My goal is just to get as many people as I can to actually see this because that's the thing that holds people back at constant scale too. It's like, well, I want to scale, but I don't really know how to scale. And they don't have that knowledge of like building topical authority, what that even is. I've been in those shoes. I want to solve that problem. I love it. So what's the best way for people to follow this journey for you, find out about the course, et cetera? Just, I would say, stay in your world because you are at the forefront of everything happening in the AI content space. Oh, thanks. Well, I write, I'll tell you two things. So I write a weekly newsletter from Continent Scale. And Shauna, you're going to love this. <laughs> it is 100% on the topic now of Adapt or Die because I have gotten such good feedback. So every single week I tell you stories about people that are either adapting or dying. And like this Friday story, somebody's dying. Yeah, you're like somebody this week. And I get like so many emails from people because we get Continent Scale is this lead machine. They've done the whole approach that we're talking about so well, which I love. So they're one writer is doing 70 pieces of content per month on that site. And it's getting stupid traffic, like close to 600, 800,000 hits per month. I think it's more than that. So I get these emails every day. We have 300 leads signing up per day. This is the opportunity. Are you guys listening? This is the opportunity in SEO. So we have 300 leads signing up per day to our email list. And these people email me all the time. And I will tell you, it is crazy, the amount of fear right now. And that's something I think like you're doing such a great job with your podcast. You're a creator. You don't really know what am I doing with this AI tool, but you're using it. You're talking to people like me. 
So I hear from people that are like, shame on you. You are annihilating my job of human only writing, which I have loved and will always do till the end of my life. And I'm just like, okay, then have fun with that. But there's so much fear out there. So anyway, that was a rabbit hole. You can get to the newsletter at continentscale.ai forward slash blog. There's a little sign up there. It's called the weekly casual. I really recommend it. I put a lot of work into that. It is a human written newsletter for me, 100%. And then the way to follow the course and see when that comes out is to go to aioblogger.ai. There's a wait list there. You can see the journey and what we're doing. And then my work at contenthacker.com. I have a podcast, a blog there. You can just follow my journey there as well. I love it. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Yes, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.